Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Everybody to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. I'm of course Ben, and it's great to have you accompany today for episode 159. This week on the Toy Power podcast, I'm joined by Mrs. Frank. Well, hoy hoy, and I'm Darren, and it's great to be with you all. And unfortunately, we're missing Trent again. He's uh, off gallivanting around with his son on their bikes, uh, riding around. <laughs> Uh, for his that his son got for his birthday. Spoiler alert, uh, Callum, if you haven't yet unwrapped <laughs> <laughs> it. Not his What's birthday it? just yet. Okay, so uh, we're going to be covering news this episode, and uh, because of uh, the time schedule and when we're recording right now, we won't be covering New York Toy Fair in this episode. We will, in fact, cover New York Toy Fair properly and give it the uh, all the time in the world with all the news at our fingertips but until then we have lots of exciting news to cover three two one cue music so what have you got for me she's got a new hat Absolutely we do, and we must kick off with the exciting news that Action fig- Figure Adventure is a success. Woohoo! Woohoo! We are genuinely... <laughs> sorry, that one's for Phil. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. It is worth uh, celebrating their success. We're genuinely proud for Rob and his team from Zero Call Films for smashing their initial Kickstarter project with a final pledge amount of 11172 Dollars is that US yeah, or US, I believe, yeah. yeah, and a total of 185 backers. Well done to all, and we eagerly anticipate the release of this project. We, I cannot wait yeah, to see it. They, they got there sort of just towards the end. They got that. I think 10,000 was the magical number for the the final stretch goal, and I think they got there in the last sort of four hours of the Kickstarter. So yeah, well done to Rob. And uh, cannot wait to uh, to see the results. Absolutely, yeah. and so proud that we had Rob on a couple of weeks back. If we you did. didn't hear the episode, it is still there for your listening. So pleasure. I think the challenge was to get fifty backers from Australia. I don't know we got to fifty from Australia, but I'm just saying from the time we aired our episode to the end, he got an additional fifty backers worldwide. I'm not saying that it, that was all us, but I'm not saying it wasn't us. It, it is worth pointing out just from a. I guess demographics point of view that most of our listening audience is actually not in Australia but the US. It's yep. just worth unpacking that. Exactly. I think. Well said. <laughs> Congratulations all round. Okay, so we're, Dino Riders are making a return. Can what? you guys believe that? What? They're coming back from the Jurassic Rubbish. and uh, making a return in the form of MV Studios are excited to announce that they have secured the Dino Riders trademark in the UK and they are eagerly in development stage of a reboot inspired by the. Much love 80s toy line. Oh, so we're getting Dino Riders toys, are we, Ben? Well, apparently they will be partnering up with the hugely talented MFA collectibles for a range of collectible statues. Wait. So probably not the thing statues. that... Statues? Yeah, probably not the thing that everyone ah. is hoping for, 
but these uh, will be split into three lines. The first will be a 1 to 10 dinosaur and rider series. The second will be a 1 to 6 single character series. And the third will be 1 to 10. This is the exciting thing. 1 to 10 diorama series based Ooh. on some of the incredible artwork used on the original line. So nice. this is really exciting. I'm... I'm uh, cannot wait to see some of these uh, dioramas and how they're into play and how they match up with the uh, cover art of yeah, the boxes. Absolutely. I do not want to know the price though. <laughs> I do not want to know. Yep. Uh, it is their aim to honour the legacy of the Dino Riders series by depicting scientifically accurate dinosaurs as that was the key of the success and appeal of the original toy line. As well as the collectible statues, they are also in early talks with Creative Beast Studio to partner up on a brand new toy line that will be released. More information on this in due time. So there you go. There's your toy line right there. It's a possibility. Okay, sure. Uh, They hope to release images of their first statue, 1 to 10, Serena and uh, Paradon, in the coming months, as well as pre-orders through MFA Collectibles. So keep an eye on their website and any news from MFA Collectibles in the... uh, Yeah. In the coming weeks and months, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, so MFA have done a lot of uh, Masters statues, I believe, and they're really, really high quality, big, and with a big price tag to match. So this is interesting that they're obviously statues is what they know and what they, they do really well. Uh, so it's interesting to hear them talk about saying, oh, we might get a, a toy line out of this, which is, is going to be very interesting to, to see where that goes. It's extremely interesting, particularly considering that as far as I'm aware... Mattel were the owners of the company that used to produce Dinoraros. Like they, they mm. bought them out back in the day, gobbled them up. So, does this mean Mattel are off licensing that to someone else, like they did with Masters with Super Seven? Well, I suppose, yeah. I suppose interesting. Could be because yeah, uh, and statues are a bit of a different realm. Absolutely. Uh, so maybe when they start hitting the toy realm, that uh, may well be Mattel. Mattel yeah. uh, slash Tyco might be saying, "Hey, you yeah. know, we want to oh, we want a much more that's yeah, Ty- uh, that's slice. right." It was Tyco. I yeah. knew I, I couldn't for the life of me remember the name, but knew I knew it so yeah, well. Tyco. So yeah. I, yeah. has Tyco been um, swallowed up by Mattel? Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. 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 There's even a reference to that, I think, in Toy Story 3, Correct. where, yeah. where um, the dinosaur that looks like the, um, the Dino yes. Rider's toy, Rex, yep. um, says that he basically um, is a product of a subsidiary of Mattel, basically. <laughs> or what Very has become good. a subsidiary. Mm. All right, so uh, during our last news episode, there has been the Winter Wonder Festival 2020, which is basically a big toy show that takes place in Japan. Quite a bit revealed there, so I'm just going to sort of hit the highlights on this because there is a, a lot here. Uh, the big one for Transformers fans, a couple of new reveals in the Masterpiece line. We got our first look at MP50 and MP51. MP50 being Tigertron from Beast Wars. Now, given they already have a uh, Cheetor one, this is a pretty pretty easy repaint, a bit of a no-brainer for them to do. MP51, however, the one that everybody has been talking about, this is our first look at a masterpiece RC as she appears in the 1986 movie. A little bit of controversy for you to sort of delve into the pics a bit there. They believe to support the transformation, RC's sort of neckline is very low, if that makes sense. Like there's a big gap where in the original toy, her 
bust for lack of a better word sat <laughs> a lot boobs. <laughs> I was trying to be diplomatic but sure that one um, pre-orders for these figures are going to go up in spring of this year so look for uh, more releases uh, from Hasbro aside from that chest oh Sakara sorry not yes, Hasbro Yeah, uh, I mean all jokes aside aside from the chest she is just basically perfect yeah right it's just, it's- if they can just lift that up and let it press back down so to speak yeah it's just too much of a gap between where uh, her breasts pop out and the top of her neck sort of thing and i'm not I'm, i mean <laughs> yeah, it's, I know, it's, I it's the only way to describe it yeah well oh, it, it, basically it's where the where the, there's a, there's the color white which is sort of would be her, her collar piece i guess and then the the pink where the, the rest of the chest is and there's just too much white in there if that makes sense so have a look at the pigs see <laughs> <laughs> not enough pink pigs <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy, we're, we're professionals here on Toy Power. Um, all right, so moving right. Anyone who thinks this was an American Pie film <laughs> or, or a Davy episode? Oh. <laughs> Jesus. All right, uh, moving right along, we've got some new Revel tech. We've got a picture of Cable looking very. Uh, this is just a grey prototype, so no paint on this guy yet. But it was pretty much if Rob Liefeld was doing an action figure. Huge chest that, if you look at the physics of it, should not be able to be supported by those skinny legs. Pouches everywhere and a pair of oversized guns that I shudder to think how the figure actually stands up because they will just topple him over far too easily. Uh, comes with his signature uh, eye sparkle effect. So this is a Revel Tech, so known for their sort of high articulation. Uh, and we expect to see this guy in September of 2020. Still with Marvel, we're moving on to Mayfex now. So these are they showed, they showed up a number of new figures. Some in grey prototype form, others were fully painted. We get a bit from uh, all over the uh, the comics verse. There was a number of DC figures and Marvel figures. Uh, these are basically for those who don't know Mayfex, highly articulated six inch figures. A bit pricey, but they're up there with Mezco in terms of the quality and attention to detail and, and what you get. Think of a high-end you know, Marvel Legends DC Multiverse type figure. So we get our first look at the Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight Returns Joker, who of course is in the, in the all-white suit. We get a stealth suit Spider-Man from Far From Home coming with the Tom Holland head and the Tony Stark sunglasses. Uh, we get Batman as he appeared in Hush, and I believe they've already done a Hush in the traditional blue and grey. This one is... The black and grey sort of look, so a bit of an easy repaint, but looks... They actually had him pose just like that iconic Jim Lee cover where he's just sort of chest out, one foot on the head of a gargoyle, like, oh, gorgeous. Uh, we get a comics version, a current comics version of Magneto and then endgame versions of Worthy Cap with the hammer, Bro Thor with his big guts, and Iron Man in the Mark 85 armour. Uh, one last thing from... This is not something we talk about on Toy Power a lot. This is to do with statues, and in particular, Prime 1 Studios. Now, if you've ever seen any of their stuff, insanely detailed with an insane price match, uh, price to match it. Um, there was a few things here. There's a, a fair bit of Alien stuff, Ben. I don't know if you've Booyah. seen the pictures. Yeah, man. Yep. Alien, there was the Alien Rogue. We've got an Alien Queen and the Ahab Predator, all at the one-quarter scale. So these are big, big figures. But the big one, quite literally, was the Doom Space Marine, which I believe is known as the Doom Slayer these days. From the latest entry into the game series, Doom Eternal, this guy is at the one third scale one three so you think of the necker turtles he's another few inches on top of them and he's got the big this big blade which just looks absolutely scary 
don't ask about the price because you cannot afford it. Um, <laughs> and absolutely gorgeous. Though. And shout out to King Kaiju Collectibles who was over yes, there. Yes, he was there, wasn't he? And uh, shot us some pictures straight from the con and including this uh, big Doom character. And uh, I was like, oh my God, that's like, you know, insane size. If, so, if money was no object, yeah. you'd, you'd, you'd have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy cool. So we have some very exciting news that's come along this week. Something that left me virtually dancing down random while I was <laughs> practically walking on air. Um, it broke while I was um, finishing my night shifts at work. So the cast for Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe Revelation series has been announced. And boy, oh boy, is this a cast to be proud of. He wasn't kidding because he was teasing it leading into it going, oh, we're going to... Which is every sort of creator's right to pimp their project and, and you go, okay, sure, Kevin, like settle down. Um, he wasn't kidding. This is an amazing cast. So we have Mark Hamill, best known as Luke Skywalker from Star Wars and, of course, the Joker, Joker from yes. many iterations of Batman as none other than Skeletor. Oh, that's a huge get. Can you imagine? Like, I'm just, you picture all the, that, that classic Joker and some of those lines, and now he gets to go, yeah, like, yeah, that maniacal <laughs> laugh and yeah, things yeah. like that. So oh, good. Very cool. It is just perfect. We have um, Lena um, Hetty from Game of Thrones and 300 as Evil Lynn. Yep. Chris Wood um, from Supergirl and the Vampire Diaries as Prince Adam He-Man. One of mine, and I know Frank's personal favourites, Sarah Michelle Geller from Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, and the very criminally underrated Cruel Intentions so as Teela. Uh, as if Teela wasn't hot enough and now you've just... <laughs> that's her voice? Woof, I'm yeah. sold. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's, um, it's so exciting. And we have Liam Cunningham of Game of Thrones and Clash of the Titans as Man of Arms. He's perfect. Like, that's Sir Davos for those who know their Game of Thrones. And he was just the grumpy old man who was actually a brilliant tactician. I'm like, that is Man of Arms. That's great casting, right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We have Stephen uh, Root from Office Space and Barry as Cringer. Uh, so I guess that answers the questions as whether or not Cringer, Cringer will talks. talk in this incarnation. Sure. Um, we have... Didrich um, Batter, I'm hoping I pronounced yep, his I, name yep. um, cl- at least close enough, from Office Space and Napoleon Napoleon Dynamite um, in it as um, as King Randor and Trapjaw, so dual roles. Mm-hmm. We have Griffin Newman, The Tick, and Vinyl as Orko. Tiffany Smith, Behind Enemy Lines and Supernatural as Andrana. Who, if people are wondering who she is and how she fits into it, I'm guessing that's Lieutenant Andrew from the Star Marvel Star Comics from the 80s. Yeah, so she was like in some of the early comics, not the, the show. Originally. Yeah, well, actually, the later comics. Yeah. So, right. so you know, towards the end of Master Universe, um, original vintage toy line run, Mattel licensed them out to Starlight. DC mm. did did um, the very early run, yep. which introduced Prince Adam to the to the canon. Uh, well, very late in the run, sort of, even in you know the attorney playset sort of era, we were um, we were offered the the star run, which sure. which had um, which went really late, had characters like Skagli and Ninja in it, and and that as well. And um, we have Henry Rollins from Johnny Mnemonic and Lost Hawaii as Triclops. And how's this for beautiful casting and respecting the not only the source material but the the property's rich um, heritage? Alan Oppenheimer, the original Skeletor, mm. 
um, himself from He-Man and the Master of the Universe and Shiro Princess of Power as Moss Man. Now, I've heard a bit of people complaining about that. People are like, oh, why wouldn't he do the original Skeletor? And there was something I saw him in. I don't know if it was an interview or something done within the last few years. And I think as part of it, they said, oh, do, do the voice. And he did it. And it was just... Like full, I love his original work, but he's what is he? He's seventy, he's almost 80? ninety, right? He's so, all... and it was a bit like uh, I think when Kevin Conroy still tries to do the Batman voice, and it's just missing that that ten fifteen percent oomph, yeah. where you go, you need to be able to like really emphasize ram the point home. And I think so. This is their way of going, Alan. We love your work. You know, well done for for everything you've brought to the franchise. We're going with Mark Hamill. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. But this is their way of still honouring him. Absolutely. But also, you know, helping move the franchise forward from the same guy. You can't have the same guy doing the voice forever. That's very true. It's also a way for him to honour his friend Lou Schreimer, who voiced Mossman in the original oh, series, which yeah, I, yeah. I think is a really nice touch as well. And uh, we, if that cast is not impressive enough, we have <laughs> Susan Eisenberg, who uh, famously voiced Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman mm-hmm. in the Justice League animated series as the Sorceress, Alicia Silverstone from Clueless and Batman and Robin as Queen Marlena, Justin Long from Galaxy Quest, Live Free or Die Hard as Roboto, uh, we have Jason Mewes um, from <laughs> uh, Clerks and Jay and Silent Bob um, as... Jade, no, I'm um, <laughs> as Stinkor. Yeah, no. yeah, standing so out imagine, in front of... Imagine that, your best buddy's St- doing a TV show. Yeah, you can be in my show. You're playing Stinkor. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story about that. I'll get to that in a sec. And we have Phil, Phil Lamar from Mad TV, Justice League, and mm. um, not mentioned here, but I'd say the 2012 Nickelodeon Turtles cartoon as well as Hero. Very exciting news. Tony Todd... Candyman, Star Trek The Next Generation as Scareglow, Cree Summer from DC Superheroes Girls, Vampirina as Priestess, and we have Kevin Michael Richardson from The Batman and Thundercats as Beastman, mm. and if, if uh, Mark Hamill wasn't royalty enough from a- animation from this genre, we have Kevin Conroy yeah. himself from Batman the Animated Series and pretty much every animated <laughs> Batman iteration um, that Bruce Tim worked on um, as um, Merman. And Harley Quinn Smith uh, from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Jay and Silent Bob Reboot as Alina, who, if people are wondering, she, she was, was in one episode. She was in one episode. Yeah. She was in the early, the first... Um, just a friend in need, um, which was the first um, drug episode they they did. Yep, back in the day. So yeah. huge, huge cast, and I think was as well as the exciting talent they've got. I think it's there's some exciting reveals as far as characters. You mentioned Cringer. We know we're getting Scareglow. We know we're getting Hero. Uh, obviously, Orko coming back. Um, I, I there's some great car- and these little deep cuts like Alina and and Dara. Was it? A- um, Andra. Andra. Yeah. yeah. So pretty crazy. It's it's yeah. I, I shared this in a, in a nerd group that I'm a part of, which typically is all about games. And I sh- showed this to them, and they're like, "That that that's amazing." Like I've never really cared about He Man, but I'm watching this show just based purely on the talent. That, yeah, I can't help but take away as well that they've cast all these characters. They're each going to get a little bit of light, uh, you know, their own screen time. It's not sure. just going to be like a throwaway character of the week they're going to hopefully build up to a larger storyline and each uh character will play an integral part you know towards the end of the series so to speak to build that 
show, you know, well, you can't just uh, you can't really yeah. picture Kevin Conroy at this point in his career just being a cameo. You'd have to think Merman is going to get his Merman moment. Merman was to pretty significant. He, in the he old was. Show. He, he was. He's mentioned apps, a long yeah. way down the cast. That was all I meant, yeah. meant by that. I agree with you. He was a pretty significant player, and he's certainly mm. someone that people remember. He, he goes all the way back to the original eight, mm. you know, for that matter. But yeah, he was mentioned a long way down the cast. But I think that's just a sign that this is such a big ensemble. Yeah, and. Yeah, I look. I'm pumped. I I cannot wait for this. This is like I'm desperate for a release date because I want to see it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, hold your horses. It's, it's just, gonna. I think it's meant to be the end of 2020. I believe. Yeah, I hope so. Timeline, Not the end of but... 2021 or something terrible <laughs> like that. Because I want to see it now. Jesus. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> Speaking of the original eight back, Darren, what uh, there were some other reveals during the week as well. There certainly was. And while these may not have been the original APAC, they were very exciting. So we have seen new Master of the Universe Origins uh, pictures of Trapjaw and Many Faces. Both look very, very cool and obviously capture that that um, essence of what, what made them such appealing in, in the vintage toy lines and the toy lines that have followed since for Masters of the Universe, but in that obvious origin style. So mm-hmm. very, uh, very cool. I couldn't help but see uh, that... Uh, many arms, yeah. many faces. Many arms, had, exactly yeah, right. <laughs> many faces had such long arms. I, I hope this is not going to be a trending thing right across the line that they've got the gorilla arms, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, the, the other ones we've seen to date seemed better. I think, yeah, yeah. Um, and even Trap Jaw, which is the most recent of those. Yeah. But yeah, maybe, and because uh, I think Manny Face has done like a bit of a stop motion type sort of uh, effect in his review, and maybe that sort of. I don't know, made it look worse than it actually is, but you're right. It seems a little bit weird. It's very interesting that you notice that with many faces and not Trapjaw just simply because historically they've often reused parts between well, those exactly, two right. figures. Yeah, so well, you'd expect tra- them Trapjaw's to... Trapjaw's got a bent uh, elbow yeah. as yeah. opposed to very quick. Many... He's sliding in on the, yeah, the yeah. hook. Yeah, so it's yeah. hard to tell from um, that. But... And the other thing, uh, Trapjaw's got such an evil face. So evil, so yeah. maniacal, so, yeah, crazy. Looks great. It's very cool. All right, G. Joe, a real American hero. Okay, Frank's of- favorite line. That's it. So we've had some snake eyes leak. So ahead of New York Toy Fair, someone has beaten Hasbro to the punch and leaked what appears to be their con exclusive version of Snake Eyes from the upcoming GI Joe classified line. Has features of a ton of extra accessories and gorgeous box art packed mm. in with what looks like a regular retail release of the figure. Nothing official on price or availability just yet. But I have to say, as far as my imagination went with what would the perfect snake eyes be in a six inch scale, I think they've nailed it. Yeah, that, he, yeah. he looks he looks really good. He comes with, uh, from what I could tell, there was the regular release pack. It was like a, a folded up sort of foam box type thing. There was a regular release uh, figure sort of on the, the uh, not a blister, but they're going for a bit of a Marvel Legends type window box on one half and then the other half was this it was almost like you get like a traditional uh sort of asian influence stand or, or weapons yeah. rack yeah uh and just a, a, an extra whole array of weapons yeah. that you probably won't get in the retail no. figure but and and it's interesting to note they've gone with the the large visor sort of sunglasses look yeah. as opposed to the motorbike goggles mm-hmm. look that he had in his uh first original. released version i so, think that's this is the more iconic look oh right? definitely definitely mm-hmm. but i think there's it just goes to show, you know, they're um they're not, you know, just going straight from 
version one, you know, released at the at the start. Sure. They're going to um, release, the, you know, to your point, the more iconic looks first and then maybe go back and do the other ones you as variants. Dive. And, yeah. yeah. Know, things like that. So so do you like this this um, figure? I right? think it looks good. Yeah. That, I'll be it, honest, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. I think that's terrific because obviously G.I.J. fans have been waiting a long, long time yeah. and and I'm, I'm really happy for them they're getting that and I'm really, really happy also that they've got the opportunity now to, to go back and, and take Frank's words about it looking really good, um, <laughs> add it to your um, to your ringtone or whatever you want, want to do, Joe <laughs> fans. Feel vindicated that, that um, Frank submitted that, you know, there's there's some good left in the G.I.J. property because... I, I said it looks good. I, I didn't say I was going to marry it, all right? Just, just calm down. <laughs> hey, I don't collect Joe, but I, 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 just, I can see why they probably feel a little aggrieved. This, this Snake Eyes looks so good. If if it came to retail and I was walking past and it was $30, yeah. you know, roundabout, I'd buy it. Yep. I'd buy him and Storm Shadow and be happy. With the two know, of them. The yeah. You know, I reckon I'd buy that too, probably for Frank's birthday or something like that. <laughs> The first and last birthday of mine you attend, mate. Uh, all right, moving on to Marvel Legends news. There's a couple of things uh, come out of recent. Uh, this one's a bit of a weird one. We've got what's being referred to as Outback Hulk. Oh, so he's Australian. Yeah, wow. pretty much. So uh, he's That's so cool. This is a, a grey Hulk with uh, very sort of tribal-looking tattoos. He's got a bit of a shaggy hairdo and beard, uh, some wraps on his arms. This is supposedly part of... This is a GameStop exclusive and it's in partnership with the upcoming Square Enix Avengers game uh, and it supposedly is it draws influences from the game so expect if you're going to pick up that game whenever it comes out expect to see him in it so is that a bit weird like they've released this before the game's come out before yeah. the game has been, has had enough time to resonate with fans and be like, I want this, you know, character. Yeah, I, I believe it should come out the opposite way. Well, this, the Square Enix, this Avengers game has been sort of delayed multiple right. years at right. this point. Square Enix is kind of famous for this. The, the, some of their games are, are absolutely legendary, but you can be waiting multiple years from announcement to, to release and, and then they get delayed and pushed back. So it, it may just be a case of Hasbro going, but we've had this in the pipeline for a long time. New York Toy Fair's around the corner. Bugger your game release. We just got to get this out there, right? Otherwise, it's it's sort of loses loses effect. There seems to be a little bit of divide in the community about. It. Some people are going, "You beauty." Other people are going, "Cool, I'll use that for a custom." Like other people are just not. And I I, I sort of have the opinion. Do you know what? I want to see how it's done in the game first yeah, yeah. to make a proper That's proper right. call. That's right. With the right storyline and everything, it could be the coolest character in Absolutely. the world. Absolutely. But if it's just a throwaway uh, look, there's a unlockable character, so to yeah. speak, then I don't think it's going to get much fan for much Yeah, it's love. hard to contextualise until you see it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we've also got some more. This is to do with Marvel Legends. They are doing fan voting. They've done it with Transformers for a few years now. They are now moving into Marvel Legends. So starting from Feb 22nd, which I think is like tomorrow as we record this, Marvel Legends fans can vote for a future figure via the Hasbro Pulse website. Voting will go live to coincide with New York Toy Fair 2020 and runs until Feb 28th. As part of this, part of this they've released three female silhouettes for you to presumably vote on. Uh, you need a Hasbro Pulse account to do it, but unfortunately, and a little bit weirdly in this digital age, it is only open to US and Canadian residents. Boo. Boo, exactly. Now, do you know who these silhouettes yeah, are? Yeah, so basically starting from uh, right to left, we've got, that's going to be Electra. 
Uh, we've had an Electra figure in the last sort of couple of years. This is being a, a fan exclusive version. This is going to be the white suit Electra. Right. Yep. Right. The one in the middle is going to be uh, Lady Sif as she appears in the comics. You can tell by the little sort of ears she's got there. The only uh, non-MCU version of Lady Sif we've seen was from an exclusive five-pack box set. I think the A-Force box set from a few several years ago now. And so I think it's good that this is going to get at least... A, I, I don't predict there'll be much changes to this. Obviously, a little bit of paint difference to, to differentiate from the five-pack. That's going to be here. And the one on, one on the left took me a little bit, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be Silk. Uh, who is a, a female sort of Spider-Man sort of centric. Uh, I think she's a hero. I'm, I'm not, or she's one of these sort of blurs the lines a bit. I'm not super familiar with what outfit this is going to be. Presumably be just a bit of a repaint to differentiate from the standard figure. Uh, last little bit of Marvel news related to Hasbro, really. Hasbro, in the first, um, uh, the, to my knowledge, the first official move that any of the companies have done, they're actually going to be streaming their entire panel live from New York Toy Fair via the Hasbro Pulse website. I think if you do the math, it works out to about 5 a.m. our time, so you've got to be really keen. But when you think about it, that's a heck of a panel to jump in on. That's a fantastic idea. Transformers. I think it's awesome. What a great idea. Yeah. I, massive big thumbs up to this. I support this 100%. And uh, I think because you got to think, people up until now have... Filmed it, you know, yeah, some people... On their phones. On their phones. Uh, you get one person with their camcorder, but then you get the guy at the back of the room who's got the, somehow got the best shots, but he's got a, a flip phone and he's... You know, <laughs> of, of the, uh, he's the first... Sorry, I should uh, reframe that. that. You've got one guy at the back of the room with a flip phone taking the best... Uh, the, the, the All the um, up, most up-to-date footage and uploading it straight away. So the yep. first thing you see as a person... Uh, anywhere outside of that con is the worst quality pictures Blurry. and you're, you're yep. trying to interpret it and you're trying to get excited or you're like heaps disappointed yep. and you're just seeing the worst of the worst quality and then days later or something do you do you, you get, get the, the official the release official stuff yeah. and then and it's like oh okay that's what it was or oh look there's that paint up or she's mm -hmm. wearing, you know they're wearing that I just think this is fantastic because then everyone gets it at the same time and it's guaranteed good, decent quality. Agreed, yeah. So, And when you consider the brands that Hasbro will be talking to, Transformers, Marvel Legends, My Little Pony, Star Wars, Power Rangers, like that covers a huge fan base right there, right around the world. So fantastic to see them reaching out to fans everywhere. Wicked. Okay, so Trent's pretty um, annoyed about this next one because Frank <laughs> has a unicorn yeah! made. Yep, Frankie the Unicorn from Boss Fight Studios. <laughs> a new addition to their Mighty Steeds, the 118th horse line. Is it, that even a thing? 118th scale. I think it means because they've got a line of... One eighteenth uh, figures. One eighteenth figures. So, right. so designed to work with. I thought this is this underground uh, scale. You know, <laughs> it's not a common one. Horses. I reckon Trent would be pretty hurt by this. Actually, if you go just beyond disappointment, because <laughs> he's bought so much of the Bucky O'Hare stuff from Boss Flight Studios. He's yeah. given them money, yeah. been a customer, <laughs> and they name a unicorn after their favourite Toy Power podcaster, well, Mr. That's Frank right. Allen. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, look uh, at it. That, that's clearly my hair in the picture, right? <laughs> that. And Rainbow Bright. Yeah. <laughs> this is... If I didn't know the name of it, if I just saw the picture of that unicorn, I wouldn't actually think of Frank. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is Frankie the Unicorn. Rainbow mane and tail looks very inspired by Rainbow Bright, as I said before. Standing at the equivalent of 16 tiny hands. 
uh, uh, sorry, t- 16 tiny hands high with 32 <laughs> points of articulation. So I, I dare say that's hands of the uh, well, hand, When you say hands high, that's traditionally how you measure the height of a horse. So, <laughs> so, they're so going, he's, he's 16, 16 um, G.I. Joe, real yeah. American hero, <laughs> hands uh, in height. Um, he is now on sale for 35 USD from Boss Fight Studios. Perfect for Master Trent and his fabled uh, Jenny to ride into the uh, into the future. <laughs> Absolutely, that's so cool. Uh, moving to to a totally different note, uh, we're looking at Mezco now, and they have a very exciting Two Face uh, pre-order, which is live now. The Two Face uh, from DC Comics one twelve collective figure from Mezco is. As you would expect, 112 in scale and will include three swap-out portraits and multiple interchangeable hands. A few of those hands work perfectly for the iconic coin that Harvey Dent would carry. Accessories include a rocket launcher with effects pieces, a pistol with removable magazines, a submachine gun with removable magazines, knives, coins and flipping effects, a suitcase bomb and a figure stand. The suitcase bomb features an led light up effect the figure is priced at 95 dollars us and will be released between september and november this year looks very cool gentlemen oh yeah. you, you could swap out the uh, accessories and hands and things and not have the same accessories and hands for three months like yep. he has just so many parts and things it's yep. just insane you the the mezco 112 collective are just doing amazing things and they're really hitting that uh, collector market with all the extras that they put in, not yep. just the awesome toys they're putting out. I just, uh, insane. I mean, a, a pistol with a removable magazine, like, so it means you could have a pose where he's, you know, got the gun empty and he's just, he's like, you know, reload, mid-reload sort yeah. of thing. And you're like, who? how many other toys have a, have a pistol where you can actually take the magazine yeah, well, out, well, right? I don't like, know it's, any. It's crazy. Hot, hot toys probably do it. Well, but this, yeah, yeah this, probably. This is probably half Absolutely. of the price. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ninety-five bucks US. I mean, there's, the time you do shipping and conversions, you're probably looking close to maybe one thirty, one forty Australian, uh, one fifty the way our dollars going at the moment. But that is still that's half of or less than what a hot toys of the same equivalent is going to cost you. So true. Yeah. So also from Mezco on the Marvel side of things, they have done a or announced a Thanos comic version so we've seen obviously a lot of Thanos over the last few years with the the success of the the movies this is as he appears in the comic so he is uh, a little bit sort of shorter I guess and more stocky he comes with the black and the gold armor uh, and pre-orders are pretty much up now this figure comes in at about eight inches so if you were to sit him next to a Marvel Legends he's going to tower over them appropriately he's he's eight inches tall and probably his shoulders are eight inches wide (laughs) he is one bulky figure that's for sure it comes with three interchangeable heads with various levels of grimacing uh, swap out hands his infinity gauntlet has swap out fingers so you can have just you know the closed fist open hand and of course the famous sort of snapping gesture uh, the infinity stones in the famous gauntlet light up a cosmic cube and of course the stand that comes with this figure is a wee bit more expensive priced at $155 so I'd be curious probably just the sheer amount of plastic in this is, is where that extra um, price tag comes from said to ship out between August and October of this year. Absolutely insane. 
Okay, now, a bit of a spoiler warning for this one. Just uh, tune out for the next uh, minute or two if you uh, feel you need to, if you're a Stranger Things fan. Mm -hmm. So Netflix have teased Stranger Things Season 4 with a Russian-themed teaser trailer that ends with the reveal of our good friend Hellboy. No, I mean David Harbour, (laughs) a.k.a. Chef Hopper. He's alive! This is Chief, Chief. not Chef. Chef. He's probably a good cook too, but <laughs> Chef. Yeah. All right, yeah, he's alive. Yeah. So there's a controversy whether this is pre, um, you know, like it's interesting. Or... Given he's like because he's basically part of a, a Russian chain gang, essentially, yeah. where yeah. he's being forced to dig a trench or whatever it is, and he's head shaved and he's in the, the sort of you know f- uh, bad clothing and stuff. Uh, so it's got to be post, right? Well, one I've heard one fan theory, and I don't like it. Yeah. But one fan th- theory is it's post uh, Stranger Things one, and he's a Russian spy all along. Oh come on! <laughs> no, I don't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> but it starts that old grey matter, not uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, if look for a show that is very eighties themed, I I guess it's possible. You know, that's the sort of like weird twist that they might have done in an 80s show just to really throw the viewer off and that's usually when you know that that's a shark jumping moment right but um uh, very curious to see how this pans out end of the day he's alive he is alive he is alive very exciting so look that's pretty much all the news we've got guys i think um now as we said we're not talking to uh new york toy fair just because of the way the schedules have worked out i think literally as we're recording new york toy fair is is mere hours away from opening so by the time this uh gets redone and edited and stuff uh we're going to be um we've got uh stuff planned out for next week's episode already so we're not going to get to talk about it I thought rather than try and half ass it and give you half the news we're going to do it properly in about two weeks' time. That said, we are going to talk a little bit to New York Toy Fair and just what do we want to see? What's coming up? Predictions. What predictions, right? We have seen a few little teasers from some of the companies already, um, but what's? we might start with you, Darren. What's, what's a company or a property? What are you really hoping to see from Toy Fair this year? Oh, there's so many. Um, Obviously, I'm wanting to see some Mattel Master of the Universe stuff. No, um, I wouldn't have never predicted that. No one saw that coming. No in surprise. Yeah, it, just for a change. <laughs> I, I, I think they'll go out absolutely guns blazing, and yeah. I think we'll see some more vehicles and things as opposed to the actual uh, characters. I think you show Heat Man on Battle Cat, and people will lose their damn minds. Well, we've seen it. I know change, I will, but I don't yeah. think have they seen... for for Origins? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but we haven't oh. seen it actually at a con or anything yet. Oh. Yeah. Well, I take that back. They already have lost their minds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? Um, so, yeah, I'd love to see some more, more Origins and, and anything else that might be in the pipeline for, for Masters. That would be awesome. In the way of Super 7, I'm thinking I'd love to see some more of their Vintage Turtles offerings mm. for that line. I'd also love to see some 7-inch Toxic Crusaders um, to follow from Toxie. I think that would be a very welcome addition for me personally, and I, I'm also wanting to see what NECA are doing next with Turtles because they've done no wrong so far, and I don't Absolutely, see them doing yeah. any any wrong. And we know we've got the 30th anniversary of the 1990 film this year, which they've already discussed both last year and and again this year as wanting to do something for it. And we've we've seen those two packs, but I'd, I'd really love to see what sort of new product they've got mm-hmm. coming is in stuff I've not done 
done previously for for turtles, I think that would be sensational. Yep. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's always Black Series stuff that'll that'll. It's going to be a weird time for Star Wars now that the the saga has officially come to a close and. There doesn't seem to be a new Star Wars movie on the horizon anytime soon. I believe even the Obi Wan series on Disney Plus sort of got is being put on hold temporarily. Mandalorian is probably still the the most. <laughs> we'll see the child. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's the one we're going to see. Baby Yoda will be everywhere. I think there's uh, even a, a one that got announced recently, which is an anamorphic one. So it's got sort of uh, features in it where you can pat its head and the ears sort of droop and it makes all the noises. My wife tagged me in it. And she goes. Shut up and take my money. I want one of these things, and I, I haven't even looked at the price tag yet. But um, yeah, that's a, that's a good call. Is that a sign that maybe Ali might do a, a special appearance on a later school segment? <laughs> um, I got Baby Yoda. Everything else can go away. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Ben? What are you? Uh, what are you so looking for? So for me, um, I think that we might see something from pl- good old Playmates. Remember Ooh, them? Oh yes. Uh, so we might actually see. What have this, they done lately? Well, we might see this new Turtle Classics range that yeah. they keep. Hinting at, I mean, sure. let's let's face it. Uh, you know, love it or hate it, rise of the team and T is dead. Well, like, the, I'm cur- I don't think they can resurrect that. The show, as I understand it, has moved to Nickelodeon secondary channel, yeah. which is basically, as much as no one will say it, that's where shows go, to, go die. to die. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it kind of then speaks to well, the figure line is not going to last much longer. Um, what do they do next? But the, the figure line has, you know, just been peg warmers. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't Agreed. see. Yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah, without question, you can, I can't see where any have sold in my local stores. Yeah. Like, and I can't, I don't believe they've sold so well. They've just replenished every time I've gone down yeah, there. Yeah. They're just, they're just rotting. Yeah, I think NECA will uh, have a slew of new pred- uh, predators uh, mm-hmm. on show and things like that. But I reckon uh, from NECA we'll see the giant android Krang in the uh, oh, animated. Good call. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Animated Krang from the uh, <laughs> yeah turtles line. Yes. That's what I'm. Hanging to see. Uh, good old Super 7. I th- hope we see Wave 2 of Conan. Yeah. Right? I yes. don't... I do not think we'll see Ninja Turtles. I think we'll see Shredder, um, Yeah, we'll see Leo. the stuff they've just announced. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll see them. I don't think we'll see the Wave 3. I'll, I'll be very surprised if we do. Yeah. Uh, I hope to see some more Toxic Crusaders uh, figs. Maybe a Dr. Killamoth mm-hmm. or a... Um, uh, Radiation Ranger or uh, Bonehead. That'd be wicked. You know, I really hope they continue that and just don't leave it at Toxie. Mm. That would be. Uh, that would not be wicked. That would be yeah. terrible. Yeah. So uh, that's my predictions. I, I didn't really have any others. Uh, I, I mean, uh, Transformers is going gangbusters. Uh, Marvel Legends. I'm sure they're just gonna. You, you're that. You're that's your thing, Frank. Um, yeah. Uh, McFarlane will ha- likely have another yeah, wave well, that's of uh, an interesting one, DC isn't it? figures. Yeah, so. that is interesting. Mm. It'll be interesting because the the wave one they they led with was when you think of the average wave of a Marvel Legends or a Black Series, they're around that five six character mark. And yet, wave one, what's been labelled as wave one for DC, was huge as well beyond six characters. It had the sort of you know the three part builder figure. There was a vehicle in there as well, so. It'd be interesting to see if that's if I got the impression that that was just that's how they're doing it for Wave One, get people's attention, and then they might have a bit more of a standardized, Slow it down, yeah. yeah, sort of wave approach. Look, um, I'm hoping for a bit more of Thundercats 
from um oh. yeah well i mean some of the moles that have previously been teased and then put away this could almost be the third con in a row where we see the jaga figure but we don't actually get it um it's gonna, so true that, that is very yeah true. so it's been teased for a long for such a, a pivotal character in that show to be this far along you know we, we all know what happened with the mattel classics version uh I, I it's clearly sitting in super sevens you know catalog and, and archive so it'd be very interesting to see him but also i want i want some more of the mutants right give me a, a jackal man or a, or some a slive and some of these really you know vulture man all that sort of stuff Look, the one, uh, the McFarlane stuff we sort of touched on, the one that I'm a little bit excited and not quite sure where they're going to go is Mondo. We saw uh, the... Oh, so Shredder and these uh, goons. Well, that one, I, I kind of get the impression that's it's done. Yep. Like, it's been that long between the Turtles line. If there was, if they had sold well enough, I think we would have seen Shredder and, and Casey in that by now. Um, it's not... <laughs> I mean, they're, they're still expensive, but they're still readily available yes, on the internet. You can so, find them. They're yeah. not they're not sold out everywhere you look. So, I get the feeling that's done. The, the line that's got me interested is their what they're calling their Mondo Mecca line. Now, we saw this a few years ago with they did these weird sort of crossovers with almost like a, a if Neon Genesis did a Spider Man type thing and and big sort of mix of of popular pop culture characters like that. They then pivoted to bring out this Iron Giant figure with a million excess it's kind of like hot toys for robots right um i want to see what they where they go next with this now iron giant being a sort of one-off there's not like other characters in that sort of franchise you could do what are they going to do next i i want to see something crazy like power rangers they do the megazord for example yeah that'd be cool they never will because hasbro probably won't let them but I can't see hasbro learning it out of their clutches now i've got it Voltron, Vehicle Force Voltron. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, I just, I, if they've, they've, if this is what they've opened up with, with Iron Giant, I think there's a million different places it could go, and I'd love to see this line take off. Partially because I think it's the most interesting pivot I've seen a company do on a line that they've gone for this thing, didn't really resonate with people, and they've gone, we're going to keep the name, but here's what we're doing instead, and people are like, I see what you did there, so that's looking cool. Look to McFarlane stuff. <sighs> I don't know. I, I'm really hoping that we see a lot more Wave 2. And even I'd be happy with unpainted prototypes, right? Just so you can say, these are some of the characters we're getting to. To expect, yeah. To expect. And, you know, there might be Wave 2, there might be Wave 3. Um, but, you know, really something to ignite the DC sort of fan base. Mm. Yep, yep. Fair enough. Have we got a little bit of time to do a quick latest scores around the I room? think we do. Yeah. I think we do. All right. Uh, I'll, st- I'll kick it off. I've got Deathletron. I've got the you. new Studios Deathletron. He right? is From, massive. Yeah, I, I knew all the measurements. I knew everything. And uh, I missed the um, delivery girl today and she just left the slippy on my front door. Yep. And it says a large parcel. And, and it's just like, ooh. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm like, if, if this is what I think it is, it's going to be pretty exciting. And the box was enormous. Like, it, it's yeah. an enormous box to house an enormous card back, an enormous figure. And I haven't opened it yet. I want to open it with uh, enough time that I can photog- photograph it yeah. and uh, showcase it next to size comparisons and things. So might be a few days, but I want to get the, you know, do it properly. So this be in my own time, not rush it. Yep. So absolutely, it looks so quality. It's, Where are you going to put it, Ben? Uh, probably, I, might, I might have to move <laughs> some figures around, uh, sacrifice some figures to... 
house Mr. Deathletron. And Jawbone is still up for pre-order if you want to grab him. He is next in the line. Uh, Darren was beautiful and, and helped me out with uh, the Master Universe uh, reaction line. I got Battle Cat and He-Man and uh, Skeletor and Panthor, the two packs. They are absolutely fantastic. It's so beautiful to see Panthor flopped. And the artwork mm. on both of those box sets are fantastic. Uh, I got Bebop and Rocksteady from the NECA animated uh, yeah, cartoon line. so good. And again, I knew the measurements. I've seen pictures and things. But when you get them in hand, it's just I, they are I, I, two sizes up. Yeah, uh, the then, comparison pick that I saw was people had the the rest of the wave and they were sight because they got that lovely artwork on the side of the yeah, box yep. and the four turtles all the same and then they were like about a third larger. Yes, yeah. just the box itself was yeah. huge. You go crap if the box is that big, the figures are going to be chunky as. Yeah, they're so cool. Uh, really fun to play with. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like. I I'm a huge Rocksteady fan. I've always has been, but I reckon Bebop is the better one of the two, and yeah. I, it pains me to say that. Old Davy's favourite uh, character um, of the pair, but yeah. So uh, that's and then I got um, Teela in uh, her cartoon animated eighties uh, cartoon colour scheme from Super Seven. So Frank hooked me up with her. You mean from, Evil Lynn? Uh, what did I say? Teela. Teela. I got Evil Lynn. Okay. <laughs> that's Lynn. the vintage five and. Yeah, five yeah, and a half inch. Yeah, looked, like yeah. yeah. looked like the vintage. Very figure. nice. Yeah, so that was fantastic of him. So, thank you all round. Yeah, good stuff. All right. Um, so I, my Bebop and Rocksteady are with our good friend Sam Cripps at the moment. He told me just today. He says I've got them. He goes, but mate, honestly, I have a flat out weekend, and as it turns out, I do too. I'm not going to basically, even if I was to get them, they just stay in the box. I wouldn't even have time. So it all works. I'll have them in a few days. Seeing Ben's uh, up on the shelf here has made me extremely jealous. Uh, but in the meantime, Ben was also good enough to uh, hit me up in the middle of the day going, hey, Marvel Legends, have you seen this? And I'm like, he has found uh, the master of Kung Fu, Shang-Chi, and Vulture as he appears in the classic. Now, those figures in particular, the, the wave is a bit of a weird one. There's about three figures in that wave. You go... I don't care about them. Ben, in the first picture, he, he sent a few more pictures. And they've got these other ones. I said, mate, you nailed it with the first picture. Those are the two. If you can pick those up for me, yeah. it's I just wanted to make sure. I, I know they were duds. I just wanted to, before just, I walked yeah. away, you know, <laughs> yeah. just make Sometimes sure Sometimes there's no one doing it. If, yeah. Once yeah. you're gone, you're gone. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. So very grateful for him to pick, picking those up for me. I've also got a few more Marvel Legends from our good friend uh, Malcolm. He uh, was selling some stuff and I said, oh, Oh, let get me some villains. I need to flesh out my villains roster in the in the Marvel Legends. Picked up Morbius, uh, which is a pretty hard one to find. I think with the the movie coming out, it's only going to go up in price. So I've got that. I also picked up Electro, uh, which again haven't really done Electro any time recently. Uh, if you don't count those horrible movie ones, uh, so happy to have him. Uh, I'm not sure if I've shouted out uh, Doctor Doom and She Hulk. On a no, previous I think, episode, I think you did yeah, you did yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so they're up there as well. But yeah, and I have just made uh, a bit of a trade with our good friend Druss on the Patreon. Uh, basically, there was some more Transformers of mine he wanted to buy, and I and he's like, "Oh, you open to a trade?" And I was like, yeah, "Show me what you got." And he's got quite a significant Marvel uh, Legends collection. So I got a box from him on the way. Um, oh, God, I can't even remember what it was, but basically we traded like. I think it was 15 figures 
uh, between us. So 15 Transformers are going to him. I'm getting about 15 Marvel Legends. So oh, that's I'll, awesome. Yeah, so it's all, and you know, you sort of do the rough maths and you go, oh, you know, discount because he's obviously friend of the show and stuff. And it all worked out pretty well. He even kept trying to throw, he goes, oh, what about if I had this figure and had this figure? I said, mate, it's a fair trade as yeah, it is. Like, yeah. thank you for, you know, trying to sort of go above and beyond, but you've done really well there. So I'll speak to those uh, when they rock. Oh, the other one I did get, of course, nearly forgot. Galactus. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what a, what a, now, is that a builder figure? Was that the... That was one of the... Oh, it's a Toy Biz builder figure, yeah. this guy. Yeah. Um, I think it ranks as one of the biggest. Maybe the Sentinel is, is a little bit larger. But, yeah, that was a builder figure from... Well, like 2008 even, I think. So it's... It was one of the first, I think. Yeah, it's. I'm not sure if it was the first, but it's it's definitely in that first. There was... First three. Yeah, there was Galactus, Apocalypse, and Sentinel, Sentinel were the big yeah. three from the Toy Biz era. Yeah. And, and how'd you get that? So, yeah. Basically, I, I come into a bit of money. Davey finished paying me for the, the arcade machine and just out of nowhere, ding, PayPal, you now have a huge amount of money. I was like, oh... Well, that's cool. I'd, I'd almost forgotten about the arcade machine, to be honest. Uh, and then, coincidentally, hours later, scrolling through on Facebook, here's Galactus for a pretty good price. And I'm like, you know, an hour ago, I would have kept on scrolling. He's like, nah, I can't afford that. He's like, do you know what? I've got the money. Let's do a deal. And he was on my way uh, a couple of hours later. So From where? Like, uh, Facebook, basically. Yeah, but, uh, Australia? In Australia, nice. so he didn't have to pay crazy Beautiful. shipping. Beautiful, well done. Um, yeah, so he is taking up, you know, I've rejigged my Marvel Legends shelf and he's filling the gap uh, quite nicely. I think that's pretty much me. Very, very cool. I don't have um, any near the whole size that these two gentlemen have had, but I recently got my Wave 4 Super 7 uh, Master Universe Club Grayscale or Filmation 7-inch scale figures arrive. So for those that are not aware of what that wave consists of, it consists of things like a Filmation Prince Adam, Stratos, a Roboto, Modulock, Shadow Weaver, and a figure never released in plastic form before in Katrina, the cat cat girl from the uh, Season 2, Episode 1, episode the cat and the spider which which she featured heavily in so really really happy with that assortment looks like it'll be the last stuff in that master universe seven inch classics slash club grayscale sort of scale sure for at least at least for a while if not forever um so but really nice really nice note like the william stout collection really nice wave to round out the collection and and the I'm I'm really happy with the quality of, of things. It really feels like Super Seven have really hit their stride, which which makes me sad that they're not doing Masters anymore. But also yeah. gives me a lot of confidence with with where they can go with things like Turtles and Thundercats and hopefully Toxic yep. Crusaders. So yep. exciting times! Cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool. All right, now. About time to wrap up the show. I think it is. I, I've got some uh, iTunes uh, reviews I'd Ooh. like to give a plug to. So from this one's from Calgary Shane. He says, great content and entertaining. Love this show. My only issue is some of the mic volumes at times. Keep up the good content. So thank you very much. Thanks, he gave mate. us four out of five stars. Oh, we'll take that. Yep, yeah, definitely. we're very grateful. And How also, much do we owe you? <laughs> and also a second one here from Gary J. P. Duff, 
he said, awesome, or he or she said, awesome. Toy Power is without doubt the best toy podcast with all the latest news and reviews. The guys are on top of everything. They also take a look at old toy lines, which uh, is always interesting and might uh, encourage fans to take a look at these lines. And they gave us a five out of five. Oh, <laughs> nailed it. Well, that's, <laughs> that's beyond our wildest dreams. Both of those are, are outstanding scores. Yes. I don't think there's anything to be to be sneezed at at a no, four out of five no. star rating. I mean, yeah. you know, that, that's just sensational. Yeah. The fact that people took their time yeah. to give us a review, yeah. um, and even more so a positive one, yeah. um, that really that really means a lot to yeah. each and every one of us. And I know Trent would say the same thing if he was in the room today as well. I mean, just, just the fact that people are listening to us means the world. The fact that people have nice things to say about it after, they come away from it not feeling like they lost an hour of their life, um, you know, means, means a great deal. No, I really yeah. appreciate it. It yeah. does help us, uh, you know, in a lot of ways. So yeah. thank you very much for that. Uh, I would love to uh, thank our special patrons and our listeners. Thank you so much. We are uh, just reiterating, we haven't covered New York Toy Fair. We will do that in two weeks' time. Sure. We have, as for next week's episode, we have a truly, truly, Truly outrageous guest oh, joining us. Speaking of vintage week. toy lines. Yeah, so we'll keep that a bit hush-hush and uh, in, you can anticipate what's going to come next. So <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you again for listening. Shout out to the awesome Patreons. We will see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey. You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram, or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people. Want to learn more? Go to giantsizeteamup.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're... Yeah.